Welcome to Friendship Baptist Church's podcast. We might be a small town church, yes, but we are seeing God-sized movement all around us. This podcast is meant to share that movement. It's meant to encourage you throughout your day, and it's to simply be a means to giving God glory. He is so deserving of that glory today. We thank you for being a part of our show today and listening to today's episode. We hope you are blessed by it and that you are moved by the Spirit of God. This is your host, Brother Jerry Horine, and I look forward to today's message. Well, welcome back to Friendship Baptist Church's podcast. I'm so glad you all tuned back in. Last time we talked about Friendship 101 and what it meant to uh, be part of a church, what a church is, and how church is important to us, and, and how we fit into that model of, of, of the church. And so I'm so excited that you've joined us back here today. I want to continue that Friendship 101 course. Uh, really, I want to finish it up today. And so what I want to look at today is, is the expectations of church membership. Really, uh, in the church today, we've really lost expectations. Expectations. We've, we've come to a place of where you really aren't supposed to expect anything out of each other except for those on staff maybe or, or Sunday school teachers. But the regular member that sits in the pew doesn't really tend to have a lot of expectations. But I don't believe that is a biblical model of church membership. I believe the Bible gives us basis to uh, what a church member should look like and what is expected out of them. And so I hope you listening today will be able to think to yourself, am, am I fitting in this model? Am I fitting a biblical expectation of a church member? And so to help me with this, I am using a uh, Dr. Tom Rayner's book, I'm a Church Member, and he uh, connects with some of these expectations, and I want to expound on a little bit of what he says, and so I want to give him credit here and and look at what a church member is coming from really the scriptures. And so the first thing that a, a church member that we should expect out of a church member is that a church member should be a functioning church member. What does that mean to be functional? And uh, I know it sounds kind of strange. What does functional mean? Well, functional means that we're all necessary parts of the whole body. The Bible talks about us being all different members of the body, but we are one body. And so we're all necessary as well. We all have a purpose in God's big plan here. He has us in a specific church for a specific reason that only we can do through the power of the Holy Spirit and his strength. And so we're necessary parts of the whole, yes, but we also um, do things differently. We're different, just like a hand does something different than the knee, or just like the foot does something different than the mouth, unless they come in uh, contact with each other. You know, we put our feet in our mouth often, but that's not what I'm talking about. They have different purposes. We we understand the difference between each part of a body, and so that's the same thing with a church. We have different purposes, but we still work together. And just like uh, you, uh, your fingers work with your hands and your hands work with your wrist and your wrist with the elbow, we have to work together as a church. And so that's expected of a member. Everything we say and do should be based on a biblical foundation of love. That's what it means to be functional, that we do it on a foundation of love. If we want to function with one another, we have to know that in the inner heart of every one of us, we really have love for one another. And that is the reason and the purpose and the drive of everything we do. And so that's functional membership. And so to an expectation of a church member is to be functional. It's also to be a unifying church member. We, we expect a church member to be unifying. What does that mean? Well, 
it means exactly what it sounds like it means to to promote unity rather than disunity to avoid gossip and negative talk it's so easy to get caught up in gossip and so easy to talk about some things that that you think should be done differently or or things that you think uh, uh aren't done the right way we want to talk about that and we want to gossip with one another that that's the natural um, nature, the sinful side of us that comes out. But to be a unifying church member, which is an expectation of biblical membership, then we avoid gossip and negative talk. We lift one another up, again, coming from that foundation of love. We forgive one another when we fail at this. When we fail at anything, we forgive. And so that's what it means to be unifying. Going on the, the point of unity, a church member uh, is expected also to not let their church be about their preferences and their desires. A church is not about what you want and how you like. A church is about what God wants and how he likes. And so that's what a church is. And we are to be about that and about him way more than we are about ourselves and about what we want. And so to be preference uh, driven is 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 the absolutely opposite of what we desire to be as a church. And so an expectation is to let the church not be about that, to be about the Lord. We are to be servants, to have a servant heart and a servant motive. We're, we're to model the mind of Christ, like Philippians 2, 5-11 through 11 says, we are to put on the mind of Christ, one of humility, even to the point of death, that we would put Christ's bride, the church who he loves dearly, uh, before our own preferences and desires. Another expectation of the church is that we would pray for our church and pray for our church leaders. This is the most important expectation of the church. You know, I've actually found that when we pray for our church, when we pray for our church, that all these other things start to come in place. Like we, we start to be more united and, and avoid gossip more and we avoid negative talk more. We're more united and, and in that way we're also... Uh, uh, not about what we want, but about what God wants. When we're talking to God himself and we're we're seeking his will, then it's about that and not about our preferences. And so praying for the church is so important. Praying for the church and the Lord's will in it, that it would be all about what he would desire. So I can't express enough the, the expectation, the biblical expectation that is put on prayer as a member of the church. And not only to pray for the church, but to pray for its leaders and its pastor. And so uh, I would would much appreciate this, and 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 I'm so appreciated. Uh, I appreciate so much each one of you that do pray for me every day and that that do lift up our church because I couldn't do it without the Lord's strength. I cannot pastor Friendship Baptist Church without the guidance of the Spirit and His strength. And so I thank you for those prayers. The There's certain things I ask that you would pray for me and pray for the leaders, the Sunday school teachers, the deacons, all the different leaders we have in our church. Would you lift these types of prayers up to them? Pray for their families. Our families go through a hard time. They're often put in a spotlight. They're often expected to, to do everything right. And so they, they need prayers. My wife, Jacqueline, needs prayers. Uh, the leader's wives need prayers. Their children, they need to be lifted before the Lord. And so pray for their families. Pray for their protection. This is both physical and spiritual. Uh, Satan gets uh, a great joy out of out of uh, getting under a pastor or, or the church leader's skin both physically and spiritually, this can happen. So pray for protection. Pray that God would put that hedge of righteousness and that hedge of protection over us. Pray for our physical and mental health. Uh, pastoring is a, is, is a lot of stress. Would you pray for my, my physical and my mental health? Uh, pray, for, pray that I would get in shape, that I would uh, uh, let the Lord uh, help me in doing that because I know I can't do it alone. Would you pray for me both physically and mentally in my, my, my health state? 
And so uh, expectation is to pray, pray for our church leaders. The next expectation is, is to lead your family to be healthy church members. Oftentimes we don't think about this one, but we are to lead our own families to be healthy church members. What does that mean? That means pray together as a family. When's the last time, besides uh, being around a meal, when's the last time you and your family have got together and just lifted up the name of Jesus and prayed together? When's the last time you've worshipped together as a family? We should be worshipping the Lord as a family. We need to teach them to love Christ's brides, teach them to love the church. This goes again back to uh, how we talk about the church. Do our children hear us, do our children and our spouse hear us talking negatively about things? Or do they hear us lifting up the bride of Christ, talking good about the bride of Christ? I don't know about you, but when someone talks negative of your spouse, if someone says anything negative of Jacqueline, it gets me. It gets me going. It it hurts me. And and I, I, I have this thing inside of me that just says, no, no, I can't let that happen. I don't like that. And so I imagine what Jesus thinks a lot of times when we talk about his church the way we do. That is his bride. How do we talk about Jesus' bride? Would he be happy with the way we talk about his bride? Would he be happy with the way we teach our children to talk about his bride, the church? Oh, that we would be a, a family that leads our family into being healthy church members. The last one here about expectations, a church member's expectations, is to treasure church membership as a gift. Sometimes we look at church membership as as our right and, to forsake. and uh, something that, that we're entitled to, but that's not true. Church member membership is a gift from the Lord Jesus, a gift that we only have because of his death on the cross. So treasure it as a gift. So so think about these things as we went through them. What is expected of a church member? Are you reaching these expectations? I'm not saying perfectly. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that the Bible does give a base to, to these things I've just mentioned, that we would do these things, that we would, we would uh, uh, try to be united as a church, that we would pray for our church, that it wouldn't be about our preferences and desires, but, but it would be about God's will and that we would lead our family in understanding that, that we would treasure the gift that God has given given us in church membership. So those are the expectations. Let me move on a little bit here. So now you say, okay, I understand the expectations. I am a member or I want to be a member. Uh, what's the things that I do after I join? Or what's the things that I should do since I've been a member and haven't done anything with that? What, what's the next step? Where do I go from here? And I wanted to talk on that for a moment because I believe this is essential. What are our next steps? Well, the first one is to join a Sunday school class. I am a firm believer of the power that is in Sunday school, the power that comes with meeting in a community, uh, having this biblical fellowship, having this biblical teaching that all comes together in this amazing way called Sunday school, small groups, Bible study, whatever you want to call it. This is a time we get together. We know one another. We connect with one another. We experience God in these groups. It goes back to the very vision of Friendship Baptist Church. This whole idea that we would just be introduced to this Jesus, that we would experience him, that we would connect with him and others, and that we would respond to, to what he's doing in our lives. That happens in our Sunday school classes. And so join Sunday school. What's another step you can take? Volunteer somewhere, anywhere. We have so many places you can volunteer. We have one coming up right now called the Fall Festival. We are going to have bouncy houses, food, games, music, all the things you can think about, all the fun that it's going to be. Would you volunteer somewhere uh, in, in allowing this to happen? 
So, so join a Sunday school class, volunteer somewhere. The next step is to plug into our discipleship path. I'm about to go into that more in detail here, but that's the next step to plug into the discipleship path. And so uh, we, you're doing the first one right here, Friendship 101, and I'll go on in a minute about the rest of it. But, but what's the last thing, the fourth thing we do after we join a church? And so first, Sunday school, join it. Second, volunteer somewhere. Third, plug into the discipleship path. The fourth one is to make disciples, that we would respond to what God has done in our life, just like the vision says, that we would respond. We've experienced him. We've connected. Now it is time to respond. How do we respond? Well, we teach people about this person named Jesus Christ and his gospel message. We make disciples. And part of that disciple-making process is all put together in our discipleship path. And so it's you don't have to wonder what to do next. I'm mapping it out for you right here. And so the first step of our discipleship path, you are doing it. If you've listened to the last podcast episode and this one, you are taking Friendship 101. You are understanding what a church is. You're understanding your expectations as a church member, what that looks like. So what's the next step? Well, the next step is Friendship 102. I've named it Beginning Steps and Growing Closer to Jesus. What this is, is it's a one-on-one mentorship. mentorship. Uh, it's a program in which you get together with another believer and you go through this, this book called A Call to Joy. It's encouraging the, the growth of a believer. It's by Billy Hanks Jr. And he is he is amazing of, of, of what he does with this curriculum here. And you get together with someone else and this is simply it. You're making a friendship based on the gospel of Jesus. That's what this means. One-on-one mentorship, beginning steps and growing closer to Jesus. You are setting down with another believer and walking through seven weeks of simple things, how to pray, how to do quiet times, how to seek the Lord, how to have this joy in the Lord, the simple things of the gospel that is uh, uh, that we talk about doing um, when you receive the Lord. You know the, the common answer is, okay, you've accepted Jesus, now pray and read your Bible. But we need a little more than that, and that's what this does. It gives you that more that you need, the what to do, how to do it, and it's a intentional process of growing this friendship, and that friendship is the best thing that happens here in, in this whole process. And so friendship 102, beginning steps and growing closer to Jesus. The third part of our discipleship path is friendship 201. And that is outreach. It's teaching us how to evangelize, how to witness. And we do that by several different things. We have share Jesus without fear. It's a Bible study. We do. I have a class that I teach uh, called learn to evangelize. And so all these things in which we, we uh, just look at how to share the gospel. And so that's the next step. The third, the, the, the third step. Yes. I mean, the fourth step, is Friendship 301. And this is going on to uh, the discipleship process again. It's called Taking Some More Steps Toward Jesus, one-on-one mentorship program. And so now you take the next level. So now you've you've grown closer to Jesus. You, you're you praying, you're spending time in the Word, you're, you're uh, uh, seeking Him, and you're doing these things. And now you, you want to know a little bit more how to go a little deeper in this relationship, what it means to, to be a true follower of Christ. And, and so that's what this next one's called. It's called a call to growth. And so you go through that with the same person that took you through a call to joy. And so that's that process. Then you go on to Friendship 302, which is understanding God and his will. And this is a, there's many book studies that do this, and one of them is Experiencing God. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Dr. Blackaby and, and uh, uh, King... And Henry, they all get together and, and put together this amazing uh, study that will make you rethink everything you think about how you experience the Lord. And so it's an amazing study. We try to offer it yearly. 
And so get into that. Also, uh, Financial Peace University, understanding how to how to uh, be best stewards of our finances and, and, and how that fits in God's will. And so all that's in this Friendship 302. The, the last one here is Friendship 401. What does that mean? It means be a disciple maker, learning to be a mentor. And so what you do now is the very thing you went through called a call to joy and a call to growth. Those very things you went through, now you take somebody else through. The same friendship that was formed through that, you will form with somebody else now. And it's amazing to see what God does in these these times in which he, he gets these people together that hardly knew each other before and then blesses them with a unity in the gospel of Jesus and a sweet friendship based on his word and growing closer to him. So that's our discipleship path. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's really a simple step-by-step process in how we grow closer to Jesus and how we help others do that. Again, the first part is taking this class that you're doing right now. The next step is going through this mentorship, getting someone to walk you through step-by-step uh, and growing closer to the Lord. And then you take a class on outreach and then take some more steps in growing closer to the Lord with that one-on-one person that you've been meeting with. And then understand God's will by taking some of these extra Bible studies. We try to do those on Sunday nights. And then finally, be the person that takes someone else through it. Don't let it stop with you, but let that 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 spirit that 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 just reconciled you to the Lord and how he did that through your friendship that he he gave you. Don't let that stop with you. Would you uh pay that forward so to say? Would you give it on? Would you allow the Lord to use you in that same powerful way? And so there you go. That is our discipleship path. I have so much to say about our uh our Friendship 101 course, I'm going to just close it up really quick here with you. And so the, the f- final thing I want to talk about is is just uh, some practical things about our church. First off, our history. We have a rich history, but I have a whole book that, that expresses the history of our church, and that might be a future podcast. I don't know. It's it's rich to hear and, and, and so wonderful. The church was started in 1860. Yes, 1860. And it was started because some people found a need for the gospel in this area and said, you know, there's some friendly people here. Let's call it Friendship Baptist Church. In 1860, and God has has sustained our church all throughout this time. We are uh, affiliated nationally with the Southern Baptist Convention. This helps with world missions and, and a cooperation uh, that is just beautiful and how we align with other churches that are like-minded and, and we see the gospel be sent forth. This happens again on a state level with the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention and then again on a local level with the Dogwood Trails Baptist Association. Our money uh, that we give to the cooperative program, which is a percentage of our budget, it goes to world missions. It goes to uh, uh, the missions here in North America. Part of it goes to the seminaries. Part of it goes to ethics and religious liberties. Part of it goes to the operating budget. I have it all broke down here. And so what that looks like when you give to the cooperative program, 22% goes to North American missions. 50%, over half of it, goes to international missions. 1.5% goes to ethics, religious liberty. 22% goes to seminaries, so people like me that are getting my degree can afford it. What a wonderful blessing that is. And then about 3% covers the operating budget for the Southern Baptist Convention. And so one of the biggest parts of our mission uh, that we do here at Friendship is given to the cooperative program because all of us coming together uh, supporting the state and supporting the, the world missions is, is, is beautifully done through this program. We also give to several missionaries themselves. 
and we also uh, have our, our uh, own association that does things. And so God is blessing us in the, our efforts for missions. Uh, missions is the backbone, the DNA of our church. And so uh, I hope one day you'll even get to experience a mission trip tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow I'm recording this on September 27th. Tomorrow, September 28th, I'm leaving at, at 7 a.m. to go get on a plane to go to Ecuador. And we are taking eight people and we're going on a mission trip as a church to go and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in Ecuador. So be in prayer for that. I'm so excited about what is going to happen, what's going to happen when we get back. The Lord's going to be so gracious. I know he will. And that is part of our DNA to take these mission trips, to live missions out here in our community. Missions is so important. Well, let me finish up here with the very last thing. And uh, that's a, Again, you understood what church membership is, what a church is, how we fit into that. And so the last part of that is just understanding uh, uh, what we do is we come together in that membership. When we officially join, we are covenanting together. And so I just wanted to read our church covenant and then we'll close. The church covenant says this, Having been led as we believe by the Holy Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and upon our profession of faith having been baptized in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit we do now in the presence of God and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body of Christ we engage therefore by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge holiness and comfort to promote its doctrine and discipline to contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry, the expenses of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. We also engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember one another in prayer, to aid one another in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy and feeling and Christian courtesy and speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we leave this place, we will as soon as possible unite with some church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. That is the covenant of Friendship Baptist Church. That is what you're saying that you're willing to join together with. Well, I've uh, almost made it a little over two mi 22 minutes here, and so I'm going to close up again. Thank you for taking this class and, and participating in Friendship 101. I hope you have enjoyed it. You can always email me at pastor.friendshipbaptist at gmail.com. You can uh, email me things you might even want to hear on the podcast. You can email me uh, things you think about our, our welcoming class, the Friendship 101. If you have any questions, just reach out. But let me pray for you now. Heavenly Father, oh Lord Jesus, you are mighty, Father. And Lord, you have called us together to be part of this body called Friendship Baptist Church. You have called us to, to be functional, Lord, with one another, to love one another, to be united, Lord, and to pray for one another. Lord, you have put this body together. Lord, I pray for this body as they listen to this podcast that you would bless them, Lord Jesus, and give them a spirit of love and compassion for one another, Lord, that we would have a spirit of of, of just um, zeal to seek the will of the Lord, to seek your will, Lord, that we would understand the direction you are taking us. Father, we thank you for our vision of our church, that we are to experience you, Father, that we are to connect with you and we are to respond to you, Lord. 
Lord, we thank you for the backbone, the DNA of our, our church being the mission that you have put us on to, to make disciples, baptizing and teaching them, Lord. Uh, that, that is an amazing privilege you have given us, Lord. We thank you and we don't take it lightly, Lord. Lord, those that are listening to this podcast right now, would you just touch them in a special way today? Lord, bless them as they uh, participate in our discipleship path, as they get plugged into our church, as they grow closer to you, would you bless them, Lord? Would you just give them the strength to make that next step, Lord? We've talked about those next steps today. Would you give them the strength to say, you know what? I need to do that. You know what? That would be good for me and my relationship with the Lord. You know what? Maybe this will help things that are going on right now. Maybe the Lord will speak through this. Maybe this might just work. Lord, would you give them that hope? Would you give them that peace? Would you give them that direction, that push, Lord? Oh, God, we ask you to continue to move in our church. Continue to be the amazing God that you are, Lord Jesus. And we pray all these things in the great and precious and mighty and powerful and wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, we just want to thank you for joining Friendship Baptist Church's podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the episode today. We hope you have been blessed. We invite you to come back and listen again. And so, well, this is it. We hope uh, the Lord blesses you this week. And remember, God loves you and so do we.